going on guys? Graham Cowgill here with another edition of Jack of All. Just dropped my kid off at school and for one of the first times he's just started doing this but I'll try to give him a kiss as he goes away. He's like, Dad, gross. He'll see one of his friends around and be like, Dad, your kisses are gross. So I said, dude, I don't want to embarrass you. Just come give me a kiss and then I'll just dip him down and just lay the world's biggest smacker on him. Call as much attention to it as possible. Because, buddy, you better get used to these stinking kisses, bro. Man, he's six years old. Six years old, man. He's grown up so fast. Six, he's a third of the way. Oh my gosh. He's a third of the way through till he turns 18. And then once he's 18, then he's only going to live in the house for another 14 years probably. So I'm going to start taking advantage. Um, I did notice that now that he's six, I love my boy. He's the sweetest boy in the world. But he it's getting harder and harder to be impressed by him, you know? And it's not that he's unimpressive. Well, that's not fair. He is unimpressive. It's just that at first, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, it's all the firsts, right? It's oh, first steps. Oh my gosh, first words. You know, all the, it's his first time to change his diaper when he has an erection, which is a real thing, by the way, that they never tell you about. But if you are have yet to be a parent, that's something you got. It's the most awkward thing in the world. Anyway, all the firsts, all those firsts. All those fun firsts. Um, but I'll tell you what. You want to be unimpressed? Go to YouTube and type in this. Just type in Amazing Kid. Whatever auto fills, click on that. You will very quickly realize just what a crappy parent you are and how equally crappy your kids are because these kids are just unbelievable. And I remember when I, my kid was like two years old, and I'd watch these videos, and I'd be like, you know what? I'll bet he, just give it some time, right? He'll be able to do that. I can see Gage doing that. That's years away. Just thinking, <laughs> you know, when my kid turns six, he can totally juggle banjos or whatever these kids are doing. He can set up a foster home for stray feral cats when he's six. He's got that in him. But now that he's six... I'm just so drastically unimpressed with what he's doing. Because I just watch these videos of these kids doing things that I personally could not possibly achieve if I had my entire life to practice. And meanwhile, Gage has excused himself from the room to go try and catch his farts in a butterfly net or something. And I'm like, what went wrong? What has happened? So if I wanted to, I could be pretty depressed with the gap, right? There's this big old gap between what I see these kids doing and what Gage is doing, but I try not to be, you know? Uh, because I, I'm not saying I'm the world's best anything. I know I'm not. Uh, but whatever skills I have came late. I was a late bloomer for sure. Sports, for instance. I was just a stooge until like junior, senior year of high school. 
I didn't hit puberty till my senior year of high school. I didn't have armpit hair till my senior year of high school. That's awesome. As a swimmer, <laughs> oh my gosh. Everyone's like, oh, do you shave your body? I'm like, totally, absolutely, that's why. So then finally I started to fill out when I was a senior. I started to be able to jump. Um, I was always pretty coordinated and played sports growing up, but I didn't have you know, muscle or vertical or anything till then. So, man, if I had known that I was going to grow into a big boy, I would have stuck with football or basketball, but nobody knew because I was... I looked like Ichabod Crane till I was a senior in high school. And uh, yeah, even in the communication side of things, I'm not the best speaker in the world at all, but I do it often. I get paid to speak. And still, when I was probably like 13 or 14, uh, I had to do a presentation in front of my peers. And halfway into the presentation, I got so nervous, I just started crying. I just broke down. We were in this auditorium and I literally just started crying, bailed on the presentation. It was a group presentation, just walked away, walked up the stairs and went and sat down in my seat and put my head down and cried. Oh my gosh, that guy. So, and and I remember this, a group of girls after that happened stole my notebook from my backpack that night and they all wrote messages in the notebook saying it happens to everyone Graham you did great and we're with you like that sort of thing how nice is that that probably saved my life <laughs> anyway I'm just saying that nobody would look at that 13 or 14 year old nightmare who weeps all over himself and goes and cries in the seat and think oh there's a future speaker <laughs> <laughs> oh, watch out for that guy. That guy will be speaking. Or, you know, look at a f- scrawny kid and think, there's a future big athletic dude. They don't. And so, you know, that helped me just with Gage to understand, dude, who knows what this kid's going to blossom into. You know, that helped me when I worked with youth. Uh, when I was a youth pastor, man, not to discount anybody because we have no idea what people are going to turn into and even grown, right? I think of the difference between me now and 22 year old me. It's like two completely different people, you know, think about you when you were 22 or even seven years ago, no matter what age you are, man, we just changed so much. So don't write anybody off because who knows, who knows what my kids are going to be involved in, who knows what they're going to develop into. So uh, yeah, of course it's important for me to work with them on school stuff and sports and whatever, fill in the blank. But at least for right now, my biggest goal, I think it is far more important for me to develop character in my kids. Right, That other stuff is important. Yes, work on that. But um, most of that future stuff is going to work itself out. Maybe not everything, but most of it. But I want my kids, no matter what they develop into, no matter what the the sports or the the hobbies, all of that, I want my kids to be loving, good kids, no matter what they decide to be a part of, right? A bad character is always eventually found out, but a good character man, can go a long way. Uh, that's kind of essentially how I became a good DJ, uh, if you don't. 
know this, I was a wedding DJ for a number of years. And that's what made me a good, well, that's not fair. Not a, I wasn't a good DJ, but I was a highly requested DJ. Big difference there. Uh, the reason I named this podcast Jack of All, I'm telling you, to the average guy, I'm a great DJ, right? You get me in a room of elite DJs, <laughs> people with, who know what they're actually doing, and then I, I'm exposed. I'm just a sprinkle-covered turd at that point, right? But to the average guy, I'm a great DJ. To the average guy, I can play piano. I, I sit down at a piano and you're like, oh my gosh, look at that guy go. You get me in a room with classically trained piano players and I'm just the world's biggest stooge. I just I look like I'm playing in mittens, right? Uh, my buddy Dom, <coughs> excuse me, who is just a sensational pianist. He came over last night and I told him uh, this idea that I had for an Instagram video. Uh, I think it's a funny concept. It's it's about this guy that I would name the backhanded compliment guy. Uh, so backhanded, you know this, but backhanded compliments are something that kind of seems like a compliment, but ends up insulting the person, right? So some of the examples I thought up were someone taking a picture and they're like, great picture. That's about as good a picture as you can possibly take with that physique. <laughs> or like... Wow, dude, you play so well for somebody with no fundamentals. Like, just something that you're like, uh, is that a compliment? So anyway, the little jingle or song that I came up with is, uh, He seems like a gent till you catch what he meant. He's the backhanded compliment guy. So I sang it for Dom, and he immediately hops on my keyboard. And I'm telling you, within a minute, he had three different ways to play it. Actually, I recorded him. So here's a clip of him 20 seconds after I sang this to him. Here's him playing. So anyway, sorry to bunny trail. The point is, since I'm mediocre at everything, I'm jack of all, character has been supremely important in my journey. Because <laughs> I've, I've been able to, to limit the variable of skill in this experiment of character importance, right? <laughs> Most people who are truly skilled can't tell how much character really matters because... At the end of the day, you still want Dwight Howard on your team. You still want Rajon Rondo on your team, even if they're total whack jobs. Um, but I, because I'm not highly skilled at anything, have been able to see how much does character really matter. Uh, I can't remember where I heard this from, but you, maybe you've heard this, that people have said the three things you want to look for in a hire when you're hiring people the three C's are competency, chemistry, and character. You ever heard that? Um, and yeah, so competency, right? Very important. 
this is why I think the entire landscape of education is soon going to change because businesses don't care about a piece of paper anymore, you know? <laughs> I wonder if I phrase it like that just because I didn't graduate. <laughs> it's just a stupid piece of paper. But, <laughs> but companies care whether or not you can deliver. They are hiring people right out of high school, especially in the tech world, right? These techies who couldn't have a conversation if their life depended on it. But, you know, you lock them in a basement with a Red Bull and some Hostess cupcakes, and man, they can code for hours. So companies are hiring competency so much. Yes, it's important. You need to have a working knowledge of the area that you're trying to excel in. Um, and then the second is chemistry. Uh, I think that chemistry... Uh, matters, at least in my experience, way more for like startups or small businesses. Um, chemistry is how much you like being around that person. Um, chemistry does not mean that you think like that person. That's a misconception, right? And unfortunately, in society today, it's starting to mean that because it seems like we are unable to disagree and still get along. But that's not how it's supposed to be. You want to surround yourself with people who think differently than you, right? That offer a different perspective, that challenge you, um, that speak for the other half. But you also better like that person. That's, that's necessary. You don't have to be best friends, but if you're choosing who your staff is or you're choosing who your friends are, man, pick people that you like. Pick people that you aren't bummed when they walk in your office or your front door, right? Uh, I, I don't know. I think that we've trained ourselves to think that work has to be crappy and miserable or, you know, church friends and spiritual relationships have to be lame. And we feel like it's cheating when we are with people that feel like friends. And it's not. Dang it, man. There is enough in this world to tear us down. We need to surround ourselves with people who give us life and <laughs> surround ourselves with those people as much as possible. Um, and, right, for chemistry, man, you're going to get the most out of a group that you enjoy being with. A group that gets along is far more effective than a group that doesn't. One year when I worked at the church, we went on the staff retreat and we split into two groups and we did one of those uh, escape rooms. Have you ever heard of that? So there's different clues around the room and eventually if you put them all together, then you find out how to get out of this room. And so we go into these separate rooms and whoever, whichever group got out first, won. Well, our group, turns out by the way, escape rooms are not Graham's bread and butter. <laughs> That is that is not where Graham's skill set shines. Because in the first 30 seconds, I found something that I thought was a clue. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be the hero. I'm going to go off on my own little thing. You guys putter around, but I'm going to solve this by myself. So I find one thing that's a, a clue that led to something else that I thought was another clue. And... I'm telling you guys, I was so far down this path. It was like a beautiful mind, right? Where I'm just, I'm reading pages out of the books on the bookshelf. 
And um, my team doesn't even stop me because, thank God, Graham's out of the way so we can actually do something. They would actually encourage me, right? I'm like, guys, look at, if you take every fourth letter on this page, it spells churros. (laughs) They're like, churros? That's it. Thanks, Graham. Keep reading, buddy. And I'm like, yeah. So anyway, our group got along because Graham was out of the way and we got out uh, like way before the other group. And we asked the lady who's working there, we're like, hey, how's the other group doing? And she had this really concerned look. And she goes, they're uh, fight, they're, they're not communicating very well. And I thought it was so funny. When the other team finally got out, they just looked so pissed. And now that other team may very well have been smarter than our group, but chemistry matters. It matters, right? If you feel like you're fighting against each other, uh, you are not going to be effective. And the point there is, especially if you're a leader of of a company, um, be very careful what you micromanage, right? Be careful what you micromanage. If somebody under you picks a team and you think, did you just pick them because you guys are all friends? Uh, They're might be something to that. That might not be a bad thing because people are more willing to work when they're with people they like, right? People are more willing to work out at a gym when they have friends that take the same classes. Uh, Group projects are more fun when it feels like we're, you know, this is exciting and we're enjoying this. So don't underestimate the benefit of chemistry is what I'm saying. And then finally, in the three C's, um, is character. And we could talk forever about this, but one component that I think is very important uh, when it comes to character is this like consistency of values and direction, right? That's what you want when you talk about character. When you're hiring people, make sure that there's a consistency of values and direction. You want people who are aligned with your vision of success. We talked on another podcast, if you remember, about articulating what you consider success to be. So articulate that for your family. (laughs) That's important. Say, hey, this is what I believe makes us us a successful family. Say it. Speak it out. Uh, Articulate it for your business. Articulate it for your sports team. Uh, If you're a coach, say, if we do this, then I will consider us successful this year. Now, success will be articulated hundreds of different ways, but you want people in your group who align to your vision of success, right? That way, um, though you have different ideas and different perspectives, you are both heading the same direction. That's important. If you've ever heard the phrase equally yoked, It's kind of a a Bible term, but maybe you've heard it. There's a verse in the Bible that says you need to be equally yoked with your spouse. And that is so misinterpreted. And people think, you know, does that mean that you need to be in the same place spiritually? No, it doesn't. Uh, Oh, do you need to have the exact same Bible verses memorized, right? Or be learning the same thing? No, it doesn't. Um, 
actually when oxen were yoked together, and probably this is still the case, uh, they would take two very different oxen and put them together. They'd take like a young ox who had energy and strength, and they'd put him with an old ox who understood like pace, right, and precision. And the key component was not that they were the same. The key component was that they were both going in the same direction. They both had the same goal, right? That's what matters. Hire people, choose friends, choose people to be around who are going in the same direction as you. How necessary is that, right? Are you trying to get clean from an addiction? Man, you better surround yourself with people who have the same life goals as you, right? Surround yourself with people who are going in the same, you don't have to be in the same place, but though you have different perspectives, always be going towards the same goal. So character, right? It just means alignment with the vision of success. Being an extension of the values and success definition of this greater group. So, all right. 20 minutes, been going long enough today. Um, hope that this brought you some inspiration. Uh, enjoy your day and we'll try again tomorrow.